You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. And we are back on the Best in the World Sports Report. Been talking Sixers all day, all week, because that's what's going on. All right. Uh, great show so far. Uh, if you've been listening, we've had uh, Jovan Alford from Total Sports Live. We talked about what's been going on with the Sixers. Uh, last night, excuse me, uh, what is it, Thursday night now, they beat Orlando uh, on a game-winning shot by T.J. McConnell. We'll get into that in a second. But, but we're just feeling that good vibe that we have from this team. Now, we understand that, you know, recently, over you know, over the last, uh, really since the calendar turn, when February came around, it kind of hit a little bit of a, a rough patch, but we're feeling good about the Sixers. You know, people are happy. People are excited about the Sixers. You know, what What? Ha- what do people do when they get excited about the Sixers in this town? They start singing. They start singing, you know, one, two, three, four, five, Sixers. I got a question. Doesn't that get old? Aren't you tired of that? Just a little bit. I mean, it's a great song. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the song's classic. I'm not asking, you know, I'm not out here talking about, hey, let's ban it. Let's get rid of it. But I'm just saying, you know, there there are more, there are more sexer songs than that that we don't sing, that we don't use when we want to celebrate the Sixers. Case in point is Keep It On by Galaxy 5. Seems like a lot of people are not familiar with Keep it on by Galaxy Five. Let's take a let's take a listen to that. Let's let's can we play a little bit of that real quick? Let's play some of that. When I was when I was a little kid, when I was a little shorty growing up in the 80s, this was the song that I most, you know, that really kind of brought me back. You know, that, that this was the song that I associated with the Sixers. When it came time to get ready to go down to South Philly to go to the Spectrum to see the Sixers, to see Dr. J, to see Moses Malone and Mo Cheeks and all them, this was the song I used to think about. This was the song that had me thinking about, you know, getting your members on the jacket, getting all fresh, get your Adidas on, and you going down there to the spectrum. Had me thinking about people break dancing in the street. You know, this this is what I thought of. Now, like I I understand it. I know so many people. So many people get into uh the one, two, three, four, five, sixer song. But for me, Galaxy Five, that was the hood song. That was the hood Sixers song. That's what you. That's what. That's what you listen to. You know. That's what we listen to in our neighborhood. You know what I mean? What me and my friends would sing when this comes. When it was. When it's a Friday night, you popped and scored some Sixers tickets, and you know you going downtown. Now for me, now I grew up in Roslyn. I grew up out. I grew up in Roslyn, 
So when my dad wanted to take us to a Sixers game, what we would do is we would drive into Philly. We drive to Broad and Olney, and we would catch the subway from Broad and Olney down to the Spectrum because my dad didn't want to pay for parking. You could park on Olney Street for free. You could park on Olney for you know for free. So we would catch the, we would catch the sub from Broad and Olney. And that, but this is, you know, that's what we're saying. You know, when I'm telling my friends that we, you know, me and my dad about to go see the Sixers, you know, this is what we're singing. We're singing, keep it on. Keep it on by uh, Galaxy 5. I don't know what happened to them. And it's hard to even Google the song now. You Google Galaxy 5 now, you're going to get a whole bunch of phone ads. Whole bunch of Samsung ads at this point. That's what you're doing. But nonetheless, I wish they would play that song more when the Sixers win. Sixers won on Thursday. They beat the Orlando Magic. Game-winning shot by T.J. McConnell, who has just become... He's a clutch little dude. He is a clutch little dude. All right? You know, I I like him. He's scrappy. He's scrappy kind of in the way, if you remember, for, 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 for the old heads... And for those who might remember, and if you don't remember, ask your OGs, ask your old heads, ask your big brothers, your pops. When Scott Brooks played for the Sixers, that's who T.J. McConnell kind of reminds me of. Not a star, you know, not you know, not not a superstar, but just a scrappy little dude that just played good ball when he got on the court. That's what he does. So he hits the game-winning shot. Dario Saric comes off the bench. Scores 24 points. I'm liking him. I'm really, really liking him. All right. Let's keep it real. You know, uh, he he is slowly starting to prove what he is. And I think what he is, is the power forward of the future for this team. Now, I know a lot of people especially people this season will say, Hey, we might, we need to think about keeping Ersan Ilyasova because he's played well. And he has, he most certainly has. He has been a welcome addition, especially when you see that you got him, you traded Jeremy Grant for him. Now I like Jeremy Grant. I did. I like Jeremy Grant when he was here, but I don't, you know, (laughs) I don't miss him. He wasn't a player that I struggled to say goodbye to when his time was up in this town. You know, he was somebody I kind of hoped would work his way and play his way into the long-term future of this team. But when you see what we were able to get for him, you know what? For me, that's a, you know, that's another plus you know, score score another one for the process because you were able to develop a player that you took from scratch. You know, you picked him up. What, what, what was he, a second-round draft pick? You picked up Jeremy Grant in the second round. You were able to cultivate him, make him into a player, a player that you were able to flip for another player who was a much better contributor for your team. So that's another point for the process right there. But nonetheless, when you see how Ersan Ilgisova has played, I think he's going to get he's an, I think he's going to get paid this offseason. I think he's going to get broken off. I think he's going to get a lot of money this offseason. I think there's going to be a team that will pay him. And by pay him, I mean overpay him. 
Now, I know a lot of you are thinking, you know, you look at Ersan Ilyasov and you're, you're like, you know, yeah, right. He's not going to get a lot of money. But you look at the kind of money that teams have been handing out to players last season going into this season. Players are getting broke off. And it's not all superstars either. You're seeing, you saw last offseason, last summer, you saw a lot of mediocre to average players just getting paid, making a lot of money. And I think that is going to be the case when it comes down to Ersan Ilyasova. I think, I think he's going to get a lot of money. And if that is the case, if that is what happens, if you're looking at Ersan Ilyasova looking to get broken off, then I think the Sixers need to say thanks, but no thanks. You know what? I'm good. You know, I, I think if there is a way that, you know, he could be re-signed here and then he becomes a bench player, a role player, that'd be cool with me. I, I would like that. Like, I'm not, I don't believe that the Sixers need to next, to necessarily jettison him. There's no need to, you know, send him away. But I don't think he's a player that you break the bank for. And that's not a knock against him. I think he's played his way into a great contract. I think he's going to get paid this offseason. I just don't think it needs to be the Sixers who are paying him. If Ersan Ilyasova is making big money, if he gets a big-time contract this offseason, and I'm not necessarily saying a max contract. I think a max contract is absolutely ridiculous. But I do think, you know, I do think he's going to get, I think he is going to get paid. I think Ersan Ilyasova is going to get paid this offseason. So basically... The Sixers just, I think it would be in the best, the best interest of the Sixers if there is a team that is going to break the bank for Ersan Ilyasova. It is in the best interest of the Sixers to say, hey, man, go get your money. And Ersan should look at the Sixers and say, hey, man, thank you. Y'all helped me get paid. No harm, no foul. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. Who is not happy right now is our man Joel Embiid. He's hurt. He's missed a bunch of games. He's going to miss the games this weekend. Did not play Thursday against Orlando. He will not play Saturday against Miami. At this point, I feel like the Sixers might as well just hold him back and just hold him until after the All-Star break. Maybe even think about holding him off for the rest of February and just start March, start in March. You start off in March, that's six more games from now total, including Saturday against uh, Miami, and just let you, you know, start the new month fresh. You know, I wanted to, I mean, I really wanted to see Joel Embiid play All-Star Weekend. Even if he wasn't going to be in the All-Star game. I know a lot of people were just like, you know what? You need to just skip the Rising Star Challenge. I was like, no. Go play in the Rising Star Challenge. Go play in the Rising Star Challenge. Go be the MVP. Go play in the Skills Challenge and go win it. Because in the end, that's more good pub for the team. That's a 76er on television winning something. I, You know, 
That's what we need to do. If we're going to start changing the image and changing the perception of this team, then I think small things like winning in events during All-Star Weekend and be, being visible, being visible winning things during All-Star Weekend is a great way to start. More people need to see Joel Embiid's personality. More people need to see what we as a fan base have fallen in love with so far. So for me, for him not to be able to do that, to not be able to participate, that that that's a bummer. That's really a bummer. But I'm not trying to take any chances with this dude. We got a future to protect. We've trusted the process, so that means we need to we need to protect this thing. And it's obvious we probably need to protect Joel Embiid from himself. Because I think he's a gamer. He is a gamer. So if he feels good, if he feels minimal pain, he will go out on the court and he will play. And that's not always a good thing. You know, he might need to be protected from himself. As a fan, you want to see that. You want to see a fighter. You want to see somebody who will play hurt. You want to see dedication. And for that, I appreciate. But I, I appreciate him. However, I want to see Joel Embiid playing at a high level on a Sixers basketball on, on the Sixers, on the Sixers basketball team, on the court. I need to see Joel Embiid for a long, long time. Like I, like I have been saying all show, we have a core, y'all. We have a core, which is a lot more than we can say right now for the Knicks, which is, which is what we've also been talking about so far this year. Uh, this show because as this soap opera that is the New York Knicks keeps it just it goes on and on we now found we find out that Charles Oakley longtime New York Nick a New York legend is now banned for life from Madison Square Garden after the altercation at Madison Square Garden with the security guards, you know, with Phil Jackson, with James Dolan, however that went down, whatever happened, now it is being reported that he's banned for life from the building. The Knicks are a mess. The Knicks are an absolute mess. I've. You know, I've tried to get the opinions of people that I know, people that I like, who are Knicks fans, and they're all jumping ship. So when it brings, when as it brings me back to the question that I've been asking this week, does this make you trust the process more? I'm like, yeah, because as bad as the Sixers were, as bad as they have been through this 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 time. And it's been so painful and it has been so bad I, for me personally. I didn't want it. I never wanted to jump ship. It was never a time for me to say, Hey, you know what? I, I just can't be a fan anymore. 
But so many Knicks fans are saying that. That's what they're saying. So as I, as we bring this show to a close, as we bring this show to a close, hey, thank your lucky stars for the process. All right. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com.